Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Before we resume with the life of Joseph in Genesis, there's a chapter that's inserted about Judah and a relationship he had with his daughter-in-law, Tamar, that produced two children. Now, to our Western mindset, this chapter is going to sound a little inappropriate, in fact, very inappropriate in places. But somehow, the Lord's redemptive purposes came to bear, and this interaction between Judah and Tamar produced two people, two sons, that became sons, children of Jacob, and they also became part of the lineage of Jesus in the New Testament. And so listen as we read Genesis 38. At that time, Judah left his brothers and went down to stay with a man of Adullam named Hira. There Judah met the daughter of a Canaanite man named Shua. He married her and made love to her. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son who was named Er. She conceived again and gave birth to a son and named him Onan. She gave birth still to another son and named him Shelah. It was at Kizeb that she gave birth to him. Judah got a wife for Er, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. But Er, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the Lord's sight, so the Lord put him to death. Then Judah said to Onan, Sleep with your brother's wife and fulfill your duty to her as a brother-in-law to raise up offspring for your brother. But Onan knew that the child would not be his. So whenever he slept with his brother's wife, he spilled his semen on the ground to keep from providing offspring for his brother. What he did was wicked in the Lord's sight, so the Lord put him to death also. Judah then said to his daughter-in-law, Tamar, Live as a widow in your father's household until my son Shelah grows up. For he thought, He may die too, just like his brothers. So Tamar went to live in her father's household. After a long time, Judah's wife, the daughter of Shua, died. When Judah had recovered from his grief, he went up to Timnah, to the men who were shearing his sheep, and his friend Hira the Adullamite went with him. When Tamar was told, your father-in-law is on his way to Timnah to shear his sheep, she took off her widow's clothes and covered herself with a veil to disguise herself. And then she sat down at the entrance to Enam, which is on the road to Timnah. For she saw that though Selah had grown up, she had not been given to him as his wife. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a prostitute, for she had covered her face. Not realizing that she was his daughter-in-law, he went over to her by the roadside and said, Come now, let me sleep with you. And what will you give me to sleep with you, she asked. I'll send you a young goat from my flock, he said. Will you give me something as a pledge until you send it, she asked. He said, What pledge should I give you? Your seal and its cord and the staff in your hand, she answered. So he gave them to her and slept with her, and she became pregnant by him. After she left, she took off her veil and put on her widow's clothes again. Meanwhile, Judah sent the young goat by his friend the Adullamite in order to get his pledge back from the woman, but he could not find her. He asked the men who lived there, Where is the shrine prostitute who was beside the road of Enam? There hasn't been any shrine prostitute here, they said. So he went back to Judah and said, I didn't find her. Besides, the men who lived there said, There hasn't been any shrine prostitute here. Then Judah said, Let her keep what she has, or we will become a laughingstock. 
After all, I did send her the young goat, but you didn't find her. About three months later, Judah was told, Your daughter-in-law, Tamar, is guilty of prostitution, and as a result, she is now pregnant. Judah said, Bring her out and have her burned to death. As she was being brought out, she sent a message to her father-in-law. I am pregnant by the man who owns these, she said. And she added, See if you recognize whose seal and cord and staff these are. Judah recognized them and said, She is more righteous than I am, since I wouldn't give her to my son Shelah. And he did not sleep with her again. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. As she was giving birth, one of them put out his hand, so the midwife took a scarlet thread and tied it on his wrist, and said this one came out first. But when he drew back his hand, his brother came out, and she said, So this is how you have broken out, and she named him Perez. Then his brother, who had the scarlet thread on his wrist, came out, and he was named Zerah. So we have a fairly tawdry tale here. Judah had a son, and he got a wife for his son. His son was named Er, and the wife's name was Tamar. And so Er apparently was a wicked man. The Lord killed this Er. So Tamar was a widow. Now, the custom was if there was a widow and the husband of the woman had an unmarried brother, the unmarried brother was responsible to marry the widow. And so Judah gave this Tamar his second son, and the second son was also very wicked, and um, his name was Onan, by the way, and the Lord killed this Onan as well. So two of Judah's sons had been married to this Tamar and killed, but Judah had a third son, and he was obligated to give the third son to Tamar as her husband. But he was afraid. Judah was afraid that this guy would die as well, and his name was Shelah. And so he, he deceived Tamar. He said, go back and live into your, in your father's house until Shelah gets a little, little older, and then you can marry him. But Tamar observed, and Shelah was never given to her as a husband. So in due season, Judah became a widower as well. His wife died, and he was a widower. And he decided to seek the pleasures of a prostitute. Now, this, as I said, is a tawdry tale. But Judah sees this woman on the side of the road and thinks she's a prostitute, but it's actually his daughter-in-law, Tamar. And so Tamar was disguised and was sitting on the side of the road, and Judah went over and propositioned her as a prostitute, and she slept with him and became pregnant by him. Now, this is her only episode of prostitution, apparently. She was in some way trying to get descendants from Judah, which according to their tradition, their customs, Judah was obligated to provide through his sons, and then, if not through his sons, through his own efforts, he was obligated to provide her with offspring. And so she deceived him, but according to the customs of the day, she behaved righteously. And so Judah didn't know. He had slept with his daughter-in-law. Later, he was told that she put herself out to prostitution and become pregnant. His first response is, have her burned alive. And then Tamar produces evidence that he is the father of the child, which turned out to be twins. And Judah repented and said that she's more righteous than I am because I refused to give my son Shelah. He, He recognized that deception was a sin and a problem. So to us, it seems that everybody's in the wrong with this thing. You know, Tamar 
it seems, misbehaved, Judah misbehaved, and so forth. But in God's eyes, the Lord brought a redemptive end to all of this. And so this woman, Tamar, became pregnant by her father-in-law with twin boys. And the twin boys were named Perez and Zerah. Now, these Perez and Zerah are interesting. You would think they became kind of outcast in the family of Israel, but they did not. When Jacob goes down to Egypt later, they're counted among the descendants of Jacob with full honor like everybody else. More than that, one of them, Perez, is used as a virtuous individual uh, in the book of Ruth. In Ruth chapter 4, verse 12, we read this blessing over the marriage of Boaz and Ruth. And let your house be like the house of Perez, who Tamar bore to Judah. And so this Perez became a form of blessing. He wasn't cursed, even though this was an, an inauspicious beginning. He was blessed. Further than that, in the New Testament, we read in the the human genealogy of Jesus, in Matthew chapter 1, Judas begat Perez and Zerah of Tamar, and Perez begat Esram. And so Perez became the ancestor on the human side of Jesus. Now, how much greater honor could there be? How much greater could the redemptive purposes of God be? And so although these two children started off with, you would think, black marks against them. They were not welcomed into the world, per se, by their the person who fathered them. Their mother was in a very precarious situation. The Lord blessed these two children and raised them up. And so maybe, friends, you had a beginning in this life that uh, maybe your parents weren't married. Maybe one of your parents died like in the case of Tamar losing her first two husbands. You know, maybe you had some other kind of strikes against you. Once the Lord is added to the picture, redemption comes in. And so just like Perez and Zerah were redeemed by the Lord, your life can be redeemed as well, and so can the lives of your children. So, Lord, we thank you that your mercies are are new and extensive for all of us. Lord, you are indeed the Redeemer. For those who had bad beginnings in childhood and perhaps in their family of origin, we pray, Lord, that you would bring your redemptive purposes to bear now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.